to the Case by Case Basis podcast where we don't always agree with black people or white people, Democrats, Republicans, conservatives, liberals, gay or straight. We just take the information that we have been given, look at it, evaluate it, make a decision on how we feel about it on a case by case basis because that's what we think everyone should do. Okay, y'all. I did an episode uh, when the email Udoka situation came out and I included... Malika Andrews in the episode. You know, she's coming out and I noticed something that she does. And it's anytime something happens that involves a woman, she always uses women, plural. You know, anytime a woman is never an individual. Anytime a woman does something, she tries to include all women. We're not going to blame women for this. We are not going to uh, look down on women because of this. You know, things like that. Now, she had a situation on the air with Jalen Rose. Jalen Rose went to hug her. And she said, get your arm, get your finger out of my armpit. Now, anybody who sees the video sees that Jalen Rose's hand is on her shoulder. So, I mean... I don't see where, unless it was behind her or something like that, but I don't see where he had his finger in her armpit. And, you know, let's think about what kind of, you know, fetish is that? You know, you want to put, some, put your finger in somebody's armpit? That's, that's kind of disgusting. I mean, but anyway, I digress. No, not really, but anyway. My thing is this. Why would you even suggest suggest something like that happen if it didn't but to be fair I think when I saw the response by Jalen Rose it seems like he was responding to people on social media I don't know if Malika Andrews went to HR I don't know what happened with that situation I'm not really in, in I don't really care about that situation but the fact that she said that, and it seemed like she, she said it off the cuff. Like, maybe she did feel something. And she was like, get, you know, get your fingers out, out, out of my armpits or whatever. Anyway. But he was basically saying, you know, I have four fingers and one thumb. And you could see what, that my whole hand was on her shoulder and things like that. But the thing about it is Malika Andrews, she kind of put herself in this situation for, for guys to be skeptical of her. You know, I remember she had the uh, conversation with Stephen A. Smith. She, she did exactly what I just said she does. You know, Stephen A. Smith was saying, you know, both of the, Ime Udoka and uh, the woman was involved. Both of them should should be, you know, punished or whatever. And she came out, she's like, no, we are not going to blame women. Because women never do anything individually. Women do things as a group. Which is ridiculous. Then there was a Joe Mazzulla situation. He gets hired as the interim coach for the Boston Celtics. I would be remiss. Now, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to look up the definition of remiss. And, and, and you wouldn't be remiss if you had left that out. I mean, come on. I would be remiss. And then she named all the things. It was just basically two things that he was... Uh, uh, arrested for he's arrested for underage drinking and 
some other assault. And then there was a, a domestic battery where he had to do 40 hours of community service and he played a hundred dollar fine. I mean, look, basically things that whatever he did, according to the punishment, wasn't that serious. I don't know what happened with the domestic abuse thing. It could have been a guy. We don't know. Him and his room, if, if, if him and his roommate got into a fight, that would be domestic abuse, you know. So I don't know what happened. If, if, if it was a woman, that's fine. But remiss, lacking care or attention to duty. Negligent. So she said she would be negligent if she didn't bring up the fact that he was arrested and these offenses happened 13 years prior. One never went to court. It was settled out of court. One, I think he paid a $100 fine. Why would you even bring that up? This man just reached the highest point of his chosen profession. And you're going to bring this up right now? Nothing. This guy was clean. He's 34 years old. Is he squeaky clean? Who is? I went to college. Obviously, Malika Andrews went to college. How many people were underage drinking? The whole school, practically. You know what? I think Malika Andrews, she she probably one of those people who if she was old enough, she'd have been caught on those film at at, at Freak Nick. All those people who don't want Freaknik to come out because, you know what? Oh, because they're lawyers and doctors and and, and TV hosts now. She probably would have been one of them people. Because usually it's the people that come out and they talking about everybody else. That if you ain't got to go even deep into their closet. You just ask a few people around who she went to college. Oh, you talk, oh, you talking about Malika? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying nothing happened when she was in college, but I'm saying those are usually the people who out there calling, who, who the pot calling the kettle black. Now, like I said, Jalen seems like he was responding to the people on social media. So maybe it was harmless what she said. But I'm just saying why people are looking at her with the side eye. And and this is because of things that she has said in the past. That make people kind of leery. Where she is like queen me too. You know, she's like the queen of the Me Too movement. And I think the Me Too movement was absolutely necessary. Absolutely. But what happens is, once you start going too far, that's when people start to get kind of... That's when we start looking at it with the side eye. People start getting leery, like, oh my God, everything is me too? I mean, dang, all I did was touch on her shoulder. She said, I put my finger in the armpit. Which, like I said, is kind of creepy. That's the... That's, Jalen doesn't seem like that, that, that kind of dude. But come on, Malika Andrews, or people on social media, or whoever. Are y'all, are y'all going to try to get rid of, J, get, get rid of Jalen Rose now? You already made the man apologize for simply stating that the woman involved in the Boston Celtics situation maybe should have been punished too. But they said, no, she was, uh, he was a superior to her in the organization. 
and, and, and well, I'm going to say it. And during all of this, I still haven't heard the name Ariel Escobar. Y'all know. If you've been listening to, listening to my podcast, y'all know who Ariel Escobar is. She was the one. She's the director of football operations for Tennessee State. And she was sleeping with a student and still works there. I Googled it the other day. She's still there. She rammed her car into that student's car because he was with his girlfriend. She actually got arrested for it. And she still works there. So all of this, you know, well, they had a higher position. How much higher of a position can you have than the director of football operations sleeping with a student athlete football player? And nobody said nothing. See? Now, I understand, you know, double standards every now and then. Yeah, there are double standards, and there's always going to be double standards. There's going to be certain things that men are going to do that women can't do. And if men do it, they're going to be looked at one way. Women do it, they're going to look at another way. Same thing with women. Women, and they're going to be able to do things that they do it. They, 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 the people are not going to look at them with the side eye, but if a man does it, hell, he's going to jail. We know this. But that's not one of them. If you have a higher position in, in a job or something like that, and you sleep with an underling, nope, all bets are off. But to go back to the original story, leave this alone. Jalen Rose, I mean, come on now. Jalen Rose, I don't know what this guy, I don't know this guy, but from everything I see on TV and, 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 and you, you never hear anything about him, every time you hear about him, is always about somebody doing something to him. His sister. Now Malika Andrews. I don't know the situation with him and Molly. They got divorced and that's all fine and dandy. Then there was rumors that she was sleeping with Stephen A. Smith. And if that's the case, guess what? Something else happened to him. That Those are rumors though. I don't know nothing about that. And I don't want to know about that. But shoot. It just seems like, like I said earlier. Usually when you talk, we have these people that are talking about calling the, uh, the, the, the pot calling the kettle black it, they're usually the main ones doing the most dirt and ESPN used to be oh my god they would just throw stuff about out, out there about athletes all the time oh this person's doing this and you know this person should be fired because they sleep more with, with, with underling and stuff like that I bet you at ESPN I bet you it's a slam fest I have no proof of that but shoot I'm pretty sure it is. Please. Good, bunch of good looking people walking around there. Somebody doing something to somebody. I tell you that. They ain't clean. You had a couple of people that had to leave there. Because they people were doing each other. So I'm just saying. But I say all that, and I, I, I'll end it here. Whether it be Malika Andrews who caused this. Or the people on social media putting your finger under somebody's armpit. I, if that is a thing, I never heard of it. But just let that go. This don't make sense at all. Really? <sighs> anyway. Thank you guys for listening. Stay tuned for the next segment. Again, you can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, as well as Spotify. 
and uh, give me five stars on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the channel on Spotify. Talk to you soon. Stay tuned for the next segment. Welcome back to the case-by-case basis podcast where we don't always agree with black people or white people, Democrats, Republicans, conservatives, liberals, gay or straight. We just take the information that we have been given, look at it, evaluate it, make a decision on how we feel about it on a case-by-case basis because that's what we think everyone should do. I'm just going to play a clip real quick of an interaction between a reporter and Giannis Antetokounmpo after they uh, were eliminated from the playoffs last night. Check it out. To ask Bud the exact same question, but uh, I'm curious for you. Do you view this season as a failure? <sighs> oh my God. Okay, because I'm not like that. You asked me the same question last year, Eric. Okay. Uh, do you get do you get a promotion every year on your job? No, right? So every year you work is a failure. Yes or no? No. Every, every year you work, you work towards something, towards a goal, right? Which is to get a promotion, to be able to uh, take care of your family, to be able, I don't know, um, provide the house for them or take care of your parents. You work towards a goal. It's not a failure. It's steps to success, you know? And if you've never, I don't know, I don't, I don't make it personal. So there's always steps to it, you know? Um, Michael Jordan played 15 years, won six championships. The other nine years was a failure. That's what you're telling me. No, I'm answering your question. Yes or no? Okay, exactly. So why are you asking that question? It's a wrong question. There's no failure in sports. You know, there's good days, bad days. Some days, some days you are able to uh, be successful. Some days you're not. Some days it's your turn. Some days it's not your turn. And that's what sports is about. You don't always win. Some other other people's gonna win. And this year somebody else gonna win. Similar as that, we're going to come back next year, try to be better, try to build good habits, try to uh, play better, not have a 10-day stretch with uh, play bad basketball, you know, and hopefully we can win a championship. So 50 years of 1971 to 2021 that we didn't win a championship, it was 50 years of failures. No, it was not. It was steps to it, you know, and we were able to win one, hopefully we can win another one. You know, i sorry that I didn't want to make it personal. Because you asked me the same question last year, and uh, last year I was in the in the uh, right um, mind space to answer the question back. Okay. Now, I have been saying for years that the media sets up these narratives that they run with all the time. You know, if you don't meet the expectations that we set for you, or even if you set for yourself, it's a failure. If you don't win a championship, then you can't be considered one of the greatest players of all times because you didn't take your team to a championship. You know, things like that. And I just think Giannis just handled this so well. Because you can tell that he was angry with the question. However, he didn't want to be disrespectful at the same time. You know, he even stopped 
and said, hold on, hold on. I don't want to make it personal. You know, so I'm just going to just ask you these questions and trying to put it back in your corner to see how you feel about your own job or on uh, what's considered successful in your job. And if you don't happen to reach that every year, is it a failure or is it blocks to success? And I've seen analysts today say, you know what? That should be played at junior high school uh, football teams or basketball teams and things of that nature. I said, you know what? I, I said, amen. Amen. Because, look, these athletes, they go out there every single year, every single night, and they just put it on the line and they try and they and they push and they push and they push. Everyone wants to hold up the trophy. Every team wants to hold up the trophy. In in March, you have 68 teams that start that start out on the in, on a journey to win the NCAA championship. One team holds up the trophy every year. Can you say that six the 67 other teams or even all the other teams in 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 uh, in the NCAA are all failures? No. And I said, and they asked Shaquille O'Neal, and you know what? And it's kind of funny because the way Shaquille O'Neal put it, but he made it personal. He said, look, if I won four championships, I played 19 years in the league. Yes, I do consider the other 15 years a failure. Not Giannis. Now, if that's the way Shaquille O'Neal personally feels, that's fine. But look, Giannis even pointed out, you... You, the same reporter, you asked me that same question last year. And, you know, he said he was not in the right headspace to answer the question the way he wanted to. But this year, you know, I'm pretty sure he sees the same reporter. He said, man, I hope you don't ask me this question again. I don't know if that's what he said, but oh, gosh. But then you presented it again. He answered you last year. So basically, you want him to say, look, every year we don't win the championship. It's a failure. We failed. And do you fail to reach your goals? Yes, but it's not necessarily a failure of a season. I mean, if you have, let's just take another team. You have a sales team. Right? And because a lot of times athletes, they have this idea that they're the only ones that are on teams. You know, I'll talk about that another time. But you have a sales team. You have a a, a person who's in charge of marketing the product. They're part of the sales team. You have another uh, person who is in charge of maybe forecasting or saying, you know, giving income projections of for using their product. And you have someone who's in charge of maybe presenting a project to the clients, but you have a team. Let's just see, say the the goal of that team this year was to, was to make $2 million in sales. Now they say, okay, great. We're, this is our goal. Let's just say they reach $1.8 million in sales. People, they say, oh, you know what? Well, the year was a failure because you didn't reach your $2 million goal. Last year, your sales revenue was $1.3 million. Was it a failure? 
No, you didn't happen to reach the ultimate goal, but you still sold $500,000 more than you did last year. Even if you just happen to take a step back, but you guys are better at it this year. Sometimes you just have to look at the successes that you have in life that are within the failure to reach the ultimate goal. How did you get better? How are we going to get better next year? How how are we going to do things to reach that ultimate goal next year? And when do we start? We start now. You know, things like that. So the fact that they were the number one seed and everybody expected them to win the championship. I mean, things happen. Giannis got hurt in this series. He was, oh, you missed 13 free throws yesterday. The man hurt his tailbone in his back. That's going to affect your shot. So basically, I'm not going to go too deep into the game, but look. The season was not a failure, and he's, I'm pretty sure he was just sick of answering that question every single year. And it's the second year in a row he got that question from the same reporter. Dude, come up with something new. Is, this, it, it, it's, is that your... Oh. Is that your job on the team that you're on? Look, your job is to ask, was the season a failure? That's all you do. I don't know. But I like I just like the way he handled it. Because he said, he's, you know what? I don't want to be disrespectful. I don't want to make this personal. But you asked me that same question last year. Right after we get eliminated from the playoffs. Knowing that everyone has the ultimate goal of winning the championship. If you don't win the championship, look, okay, we need we need to regroup and see how we can do this next year. But to call it a failure or to keep asking him, is this a failure? Look, I'm not going to tell you how to do your job. But all I'm going to say is that all I'm going to say is this. You're lucky you got that answer from a Giannis. Because everyone who seems to come and come across Giannis Antetokounmpo, and I hope I'm saying his name correctly, Antetokounmpo, everyone who seems to come across him just says that he is just like the ultimate guy. He's just like the nicest guy, the most respectful guy that you ever want to meet. And once, once that's once you take that away from him and you put him in a corner or if you meet somebody else who's just not that guy, you may get a different response. Okay, that's the end of this segment. Um, don't forget to listen to us on Apple Podcasts as well as Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. Give us five stars on, on Apple Podcasts and also follow us on Spotify. Talk to, talk to you guys next time. Thanks. Stay tuned for the What's On My Mind segment of the show where I will give my take on current events, whether it be politics, sports, politics, dealing with sports, current events, or anything that happens to be on my mind at the time. Usually it'll be something that uh, has hit the news and I just wanted to give my take on it. So stay tuned for that section of the show and I thank you for listening.
Okay, what's on my mind? Okay, okay, okay. The New York Knicks. They surprised me. And they did take out the Cleveland Cavaliers on the Cleveland Cavaliers home court with a game five victory last night. Now, many people uh, who have heard the uh, my sort of rant, I'm not going to call it a rant, uh, my episode on the New York Knicks not getting Donovan Mitchell probably thought that I was coming at it from a hater standpoint or, you know, I just don't like the Knicks and I'm not a Knicks fan. So why should we even listen to him? No, I was coming at it from a fan perspective. And if you just listened to all of the facts that I gave from over the years, you had to know that I am a Knicks fan. I'm a big, big, big Knicks fan. And I'm just like, you know what? Like I said, I was 54 at the time. The Knicks hadn't won a championship since I was five years old. Now, look, I'm just excited again for the Knicks. And you know what? In this instance, just in this instance, the the front office of the New York Knicks showed why they are in their positions And we are in our positions as fans. One of the players that was mentioned to be traded for Donovan Mitchell, for Donovan Mitchell, oh my God. One of the players that was mentioned to be traded for Donovan Mitchell was RJ Barrett. Now, the first two games in this series against the Cavaliers, RJ Barrett, he didn't have good games. He didn't have good games. I believe Stephen A. Smith called him out and some guy asked him about that. And R.J. Barrett, of course, you know, he gave the uh, he he took the high road. He gave the high road response. Look, yeah, you know, he said some things and, you know, he gets paid to say things good or bad. And, you know, that's basically what he gets paid for. Stephen A. Smith then responded saying, you know, you should say thank you and this, that and the other. And and it was funny. You know, people say, oh, you want to take credit for it? But no. Uh, take credit for his uh, his his great games uh, the last three games. Yeah, they, if they're gonna do that, that, that that's fine. You know, that, that's just banter. We all know that R.J. Barrett didn't go into the lab and say, "Well, you know, Stevie Smith is watching me, so I'm going to play better games." No, he did what he did. Whatever. But the point that I was making was, he was one of the players that the Utah Jazz wanted to complete this deal. Now we see why. Because R.J. Barrett, I mean, he just played like that dude in these past three games. And the reason I said that the New York Knicks front office are in the position that's positions that they're in, because they did hire Worldwide West to be the GM. Now, look, the reason that they're in those positions is because they saw something that we as fans didn't see. We saw Donovan Mitchell as being a star. I mean, he's a star in this league, man. Come on, we need to get that dude on the Knicks so we can have some excitement in the garden. The front office saw, look, we need to get this guy Jalen Brunson so he can just bring the team that we already have, bring that team together so we can have a better product and we can be on the road to winning that championship. 
Now, I don't care what any one of these people say. Uh, you know, I, I got my cousin on Facebook, Stanley. And I usually don't mention his name, but you know what? I'm not going to give his last name, but he knows me. I, 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 matter of fact, come on the show, Stan. Come on the show so we can discuss this. But anyway, look, people are saying, you know, oh, you know, he's not really a Knicks fan, this, that, and the other. And look, none of y'all saw Jalen Brunson playing the way he's playing right now. I saw him in the series last year. I said, okay, you know, he's going to be a good you know, he's going to be a good addition to the team, but I mean, he's not going to make that big of a difference. Oh no, he made a huge difference. This guy can play. This guy is like when Jason Kidd came to the Nets and he just brought it all together. And then they all of a sudden they were in the NBA finals. I mean, they lost, but hey, there was a big difference from before Jason Kidd got there and after Jason Kidd got there. Same thing. There's a big difference before Jalen Brunson came to the Knicks, and there's a huge difference after he came to the Knicks. Jalen Brunson is that glue that is bringing this team together. This looks like a team that can be on their way to winning a championship, which is all, which is all my rant was about. The Knicks hadn't gone into a playoff with the expectation of them winning a championship since 1994. 94, yeah. In 95, they went in in the same way. They happened to lose to the uh, Indiana Pacers in 95. 2000, they got there, but nobody really expected. They were the eighth seed. Nobody expected them to 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 get to where they got to, but they did. Now it looks like the Knicks are going to be in the conversations. You know, they they, they they could probably get one or two pieces or whatever and, and, and just do what they need to do. Or maybe this team just needs to get a little, a little bit older and a little bit stronger and they can, they, they, can, they can reach the ultimate goal. And I said during that episode, I, I said, if this ever happens, if they ever win that championship, I will get back on the show and I will say, OK, I was wrong. Now, the Knicks is just in the second round right now. You know, but I, 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 they have a good chance against the Heat, even though, whew, I don't know, man. Butler, I mean, Jimmy Butler, man, that dude just looks unstoppable. But I believe that uh, the coach for the Knicks will make adjustments that the coach of the uh, Bucks just didn't make for Jimmy Butler. You know, but hey, I said it that if the Knicks look like a championship team or actually I said if they win the championship, then I'll come on and I'll say I was wrong. I'm saying I was wrong only because I did not see and, and anybody else who says that they can see the impact that Jalen, uh, I forgot his name that quick. Jalen Brunson was going to have the impact that he had. Most of y'all would be lying. Some, some people probably saw it, but come on now. I mean, this dude is really just... He took him to a new level. Now, I don't know what Julius Randle going to do. I don't know how hurt he is, but 
I mean, look, I long for old, old, old school basketball, you know, where big men took three point shots every now and then. I mean, his whole game seems to be out there on the perimeter. Dude, I mean, get down in the post and it, it, it even seemed like, you know, he looked kind of un, uncomfortable in the post. But look, the next one, he, he he played 13, 14 minutes last night and then they had to take him off. But we'll see what's going to happen against Miami. I think they have a good chance to, to, to beat Miami. Even if they lose to Miami, we can see that this team is going places. They're very young. They Maybe they just need some seasoning, but look, I'm excited about what's going on with the New York Knicks right now. So I have two teams that I'm really excited about. The Mets, is there, but this is not an episode about the Mets. This is all about the New York Knicks and me coming back on the show to say exactly and doing exactly what I said I was going to do. And they didn't win a championship yet. You know, but I do think they have a good chance of getting to the Eastern Conference Finals. And I like my chances. I, I said in the last episode, I don't think they'll be able to beat the Bucs. The Bucs got taken out by the Heat. I, li- I like the Knicks' chances against Boston. I do. I think Tom Thibodeau is, is going to have those guys ready for what who, whoever the opponent is. And I like that. I look, okay, I'm an irrational fan again. I think they're going all the way. That's it. I said it. I think they're going all the way. That's how excited I am about the New York Knicks. I'm excited. So, hey, <laughs> go New York, go New York, go. And it's blue and orange skies. And I said it for the first time on my show, and I'm going to say it again. Go New York, go New York, go. That's what's on my mind. You guys let me know what you think.